Welcome to this episode of M3 Minutes, where we will talk with Alan Reed, president of M3, about his time in the hospitality industry and all his crazy hotel stories. Alan, thanks for being here today. I'm excited to get some stories from our fearless leader. Um, so to get started, can you tell us about your background in hospitality, what roles you've had, what brought you to M3, all that good stuff? Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a long story. Um, you know, my hospitality career goes back to the mid-80s. Um, I originally had graduated uh, in petroleum engineering, and that was, as I said, back in the 80s, and the oil field really is a lot different than it is today. You couldn't get a job in the oil field. You could barely even get a job at all. So I was out of work for about six months and sent out like a thousand resumes to different oil companies. So I got to the point, I said, you know, it's easier to get a job if you have a job. So I took a job as a night auditor at a hotel. Um, once I started being night auditor, it wasn't long before I was the uh, guest services manager. And then from guest services manager, um, and I've done this multiple times in my career. I, I got promoted to restaurant manager and then food and beverage director. And then, and this was in Natchez, Mississippi, where I'm from. And um, the highest I ever got there was uh, assistant general manager. And then um, after I got married, uh, I figured uh, my wife was working over in uh, Georgia. And I figured it was easier for a guy to get a job than it was a girl, a good job. Veronica had a good job. <clears throat> so I quit my job. Moved to Georgia, and within about two weeks, I had gotten a job working for McKibben Brothers as a uh, front desk clerk again. And uh, I had told my wife, I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to see what happens. If if I don't find a job in the hospitality, I'm going to go over down to Florida State and get my uh, MD degree. My father was a doctor. <clears throat> it wouldn't have been that hard, I don't think, for me to get my MD degree. But uh, once I started working for McKibben Brothers as a front desk clerk, same thing happened two weeks after I worked there. They promoted me to restaurant manager. It's amazing. And I worked my way up from restaurant manager to food and beverage director, assistant general manager, and um, within, I'd say, two years general manager, three years of the hotel. And the uh, general manager that was there got promoted to Perry, Georgia, as um, managing multiple hotels. His name was uh, Bob Emmett, a um, wonderful guy. Taught me a lot of the things I knew, but um, he did not like it up in Perry. He liked Southern Georgia. So he moved back to the hotel I was at and I moved to Perry, Georgia, and it was called the Perry Consolidated Properties. Um, I was over a Holiday Inn, a Days Inn, a Denny's Restaurant, a Shoney's Inn, which later became a Fairfield Inn, mm -hmm. and the state um, um, fair grounds, which was very interesting because you would go five to six weeks with no business and then have a banquet for 5,000 people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So obviously to say I would get creative and use my housekeeping staff as wait staff. Wow. Uh, those, Cause you just, you can't staff or something mm -hmm. like that. But anyway, I was in middle Georgia for quite a while, but from there, um, the McKibben brothers, uh, Van Herring would ask me to go to various hotels um, and check on accounting issues they may be having at a hotel or if um, McKibben Brothers was in a transition period back then. So they were, had a bunch of old Holiday Inns and they were selling them and they would get me to go to a hotel and run it for about five, six months and get it back in, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the green and then they would sell it. And that, that was kind of fun. Um, but uh, I would also go and help train new general managers uh, sort of like a bench manager almost. We really didn't use that term back then. That was like 
92, 93, 94, uh, back in that area. But I would go, you know, help train uh, general managers, assistant managers, and things like that. And then um, I remember uh, I was at the Days Inn. They'd sold the Holiday Inn in Perry. I was at the Days Inn. Um, Van Herring called me up and asked me if I could manage the Holiday Inn up in Swanee, Georgia, which is just right down the road here. Yeah. And um, he said, the general manager um, has quit up there, and I need somebody to come run it. And I said, sure. I said, when you need me up there? He said, by about 5 o'clock this afternoon would be great. <laughs> no warning on that yeah. one. So um, he says, no worries. Hotel's for sale. You know, you won't be up there more than 30 days. This was in March. I didn't leave that hotel until uh, December 15th at 315. Um, <laughs> you remember the time. Yeah, and I can give you some stories on that. We'll get into that in a little bit. It was a fun hotel. It was an interesting hotel. But... Um, while I was there, my uh, second daughter, Kelsey, was born. So um, it was early in my career, but um, it was uh, after I'd been there for a while um, and left, I went back to Warner Robins and I was the general manager of the hotel there. Wow. So you've done it all. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> I, I mean, I've done everything I used to do when I was uh, in food and beverage. I would teach, you know, um, the kitchen staff how to, how to even mop the floor. I said, you know, you need, you're not pushing dirt from one side of the floor to the other. You're cleaning it up, how to wash dishes, all the efficiencies and things like that. So I've done everything from wait tables, um, wash dishes, bartend, uh, the whole gamut. That's amazing. So what, what was the jump from McKibben to M3 for you? I, that was another call, but, um, this time the call was from John McKibben. So I'd known him since 1990. And uh, he told me that, um, well, Van Herring gave me a heads up first. Said, hey, John's going to call you. And uh, John called me up and he says, Alan, I've got this company called M3. You've already been helping us with accounting and working in our other accounting company. Um, I need to see if you can come up and run this business for us. We've got the product. We just don't have anybody to run the business. And I told John, I said, John, I said, um, my heart is really over on the hotel side and specifically on the corporate side. I'd really like to be up in the corporate office instead of running a, a technology company yeah and he says i can appreciate that he says what i need you to do is get you and your family and um this was like on a friday he says i expect you to be up here on tuesday and uh and go ahead and just move and we'll move everything and up how for far you. was the move the move was from warner robbins uh georgia to uh gainesville okay. which is probably about a two two and a half hour drive yeah i mean that's a um, lot in a weekend to yes. pack up your family so yeah and that's exactly what we did we moved up and it was like february bitter cold um, didn't know where we we're going to live or anything like that. So my wife and I came up and looked for a house. And I remember I told her, I said, we'll find a rental house and then we'll, we'll buy a house. Um, once we get up here, we were in that rental house for five years. Hey, that um, happens. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, Time um, slips away somehow. But anyway, John told me, he says, Alan, he says, give me a year. I, I've got, we've got three companies on right now. It's McKibben Brothers, MMI, and Day Hospitality, which is now Hotel Equities. Okay. He says, if you can get them up and running, give me a year. He says, I'll let you go back to the corporate office, do whatever you want to, but I, I have to have these three hotels, uh, companies up and running. And that was, uh, that was in 1998, and I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, the rest is history because it's correct. almost 25 years later. Yeah. So I was trying to count, as you were saying, all these hotels. Mm -hmm. How many hotels have you helped run or manage? Do you have an estimate there? Oh, that would be so hard. Let's see. At the top of my head, it would probably, it's, it's at least a dozen. Oh, my um, goodness, yeah. Um, I mean, I've, everything from, like I said, Denny restaurant, Denny's Restaurants, Days Inns, big holiday inns, um, big um, full-service residence inns, courtyards, um, the whole gamut. Um, All of it. 
Yeah. And from one end of the house to the other, whether it was from um, mm-hmm. setting up sweet care at a hotel or going through their accounts receivable and trying to figure out. I remember I was a comfort in in Swanee, as a matter of fact, and the uh, general manager had quit there too. And I came up and, and Van Herring had said, you know, their accounts receivable is just a mess. And I walk up the front desk and I pull open this drawer and there's just a, um, a explosion of credit card receipts from um it's i think it was called corporate lodging where the truckers mm-hmm. would come in and they give you a credit card yeah. there was like seven months worth of uh receipts they'd never mailed in so i mailed all those in and cleared out just about all the um the, the backlog but um just just running a hotel is really not that hard if you just follow the steps mm-hmm. and, and proactive and, i'm assuming it's a big part of it maybe absolutely yeah um you've got to be proactive look ahead mm-hmm. know what's coming and plan for things. You cannot be reactive yes. in the hotel environment or else you're always putting out mm-hmm. a fire. No, I'm sure you were a great manager because you mm-hmm. are here. So with running 12 hotels, you mm-hmm. have to have some crazy, bizarre stories for us of what you witnessed. So I'll open up the floor for you to give us a couple examples of those. Yeah. One of them, you remember I told you that December 15th at 315, that was the holiday in Swanee, <laughs> yes. Georgia. I had been up there um, running it. I, I got a plethora of stories from that one but one of the funniest ones i was uh, in the in my in the back office in my office and the uh, front desk calls me up and says mr reed could you come up to the front desk please i said yeah sure let me come up there and um prelude to this i'd gotten a call i was living on property because my home was down in warner robbins and i was commuting on the week to to work up there the cook had not shown up that morning so I had to go up and I had to get breakfast. I had to cook the eggs, the bacon, the sausage. We had a full breakfast. So I'd gotten up and I'd cooked all that, got it going. And I went back to my office and I was like, man, finally I get to rest. And um, front desk clerk calls me up, says, Miss Reed, can you come up to the front? I said, yeah, sure. She goes, uh, she hands me her name badge and her um, time card and says, I quit. This lady right here is a bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> and leaves. And I, and I, I kind of look at the lady and, um, I said, I said, hello. And then there's a guy standing at the, um, at the counter mm-hmm. and he goes, sir, he goes, I would just like to verify that lady is, a um, <laughs> it was, well, a it was customer. verified. So yeah. maybe it was right. <laughs> and I, I said, I said, ma'am, what, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. She says, well, I was trying to explain to your front desk clerk, my daughter's getting married a year from now. And I need to know the room numbers of all the guests that are coming. I said, a year from now? She goes, yeah. I said, there's no way we can give you those room numbers 12 months out. We yeah. don't know who's going to be occupied mm-hmm. in a room or anything like that. And she just kind of gave up and turned around and walked off. In the middle of that, I get a phone call. You've heard me mention Van Herring from mm-hmm. Van Herring. And he starts asking me some questions about the financial statement. And so I'm trying to ask him. And um, while I'm talking to this lady and I'm talking to Van on the phone, my administrative assistant, she kind of meekly walks up to me and slides me this piece of paper um, that, that, with a note. And I'm like, I, I was like, hold on. So I open up the note and uh, it says there's a guest in the breakfast room complaining there's no more eggs. <laughs> we need Chef Allen back. <laughs> yeah. So and this was like right at a quarter to 10, which is mm-hmm. when we closed breakfast yeah um so um, i'm on the phone with van i said van i said i've got too many things to deal with let me call you back in a little bit mm-hmm. um i'll talk to you i look at the lady behind the on the other side of the couch I said man there's nothing we can do i can't tell you what room we're in you guys are going to be a year from now lisa who's my administrative assistant i said go close the bar or, or the or the, the restaurant mm-hmm. we're, we're done uh, and then i'll I, um 
called somebody up to come work the front desk and went back to my office and just retreated to grab my breath. Yeah, you're like, and, I'm going to stay here the rest yeah. of the day, not making the eggs. Mm -hmm. And weddings can bring out the worst in people and the yeah. best. So I'm not shocked that happened yeah. about the wedding. It's Yeah, I mean, it's just weddings and hotels, mm -hmm. you can go round and round with that. Yes. Um, so, you know, another interesting, you know, I told you when I first started from the Kevin Brothers, I was food and beverage mm -hmm. director. So this was in Thomasville, Georgia, close enough to the um, ocean where you had to do like seafood buffets and things like okay. that. When I went there, they had a seafood buffet that was like four ninety five, all you can eat. And it just had a bunch of frozen Like $4.95. Yeah, that included oh. sweet tea. Good thing um, for the buck there. Yeah, man. <laughs> so um, it was all frozen food we cooked and people liked it. But mm -hmm. um, the uh, general manager there had asked me to up the game and really make it a nice buffet. Yeah. So I went out and got fresh seafood, decorated the thing. Um, and I charged like Twelve ninety five. Mm -hmm. um, there's all you can eat: crab legs, jambalaya, fried shrimp. I mean, just the whole whole gamut. Yeah. And um, at that hotel, we actually had <clears throat> what we had what you call soft serve ice cream. Mm -hmm. So you know, after seafood, you always want something a little sweet or something like that. So people always love that ice cream. You um, just kind of um, you fill it up from the top and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, um, during the day. We all on and this was on a Friday. We would do like you know fried fish that day, mm -hmm. and one of the soups we would have is clam chowder. So at the end of the day, when when things not cooked, you you know you pour that clam chowder into a uh, big bucket, mm -hmm. you let it cool, then you stick it in the walk-in refrigerator. Well, we kept the refills for the soft serve ice cream in the same refrigerator. Uh oh. And in the middle of the night during the shift, it got real busy. You know, I told somebody, I said, you need to go fill the soft serve. I said, there was some, it's a clear bucket and the clam chowder is white and the soft serve is white. <laughs> somebody had gotten the clam chowder and poured it in the ice cream oh, machine. No. Never heard a complaint all night. And the only reason I knew was because the next day, um, I went to start up for lunch Yeah. and the bucket with the soft serve ice cream was in there and the clam chowder was gone. So did you get to try the clam clam chatter flavored ice cream? No, I, I did not. <laughs> okay. I did get several compliments on how good the soup was or the ice cream was that day. Well, I think you just uh, discovered a new ice cream flavor then. Yeah, it's a clam chowder <laughs> soft serve uh, ice cream. But oh, uh, yeah, that was funny. I mean, th I mean, things like that happen. It's in, yeah. the, in the heat of the moment. If you're in F&B or food and beverage, mm -hmm. you know, things happen real quick when you're doing that. And you just go with the flow. Well, at least your guests liked it. And twelve ninety five for a buffet. Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Because yeah. I think that'd be with unlimited crab legs today, probably mm -hmm. approaching $50. Yeah. So ha did you ever have a guest that was extremely rude to you or extremely nice, just went out of their way? Yeah. Well, you know, I tell people all the time, Everybody should um, work in the service industry at mm -hmm. one time so you understand how people react. And, yeah. and, and all of us that have worked in the service industry, we're typically generally nicer to people that are behind the counter yes. or the waiting tables because you're always going to have that person that's mad. And it usually revolves around one or two of three things. One, you don't have a room for them and they mm -hmm. came to check in. Yeah. Two, they don't have any money and you want it from them or you ask them to check out. Yeah. Um, or three, their room's dirty. You know, and, mm -hmm. and they were weren't expecting. Yes. Um, so, and you just have to you just have to stay calm, mm -hmm. deal with the person, and um, and work through it. I mean, I've had people threaten to climb across the counter and kick my butt, and I was like, dude, you're not near big enough. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. The reality is, um, and I I know I'm a, I'm a bigger person now, but when I first got married, I was really into working out and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But um, you just have to stand stand your ground. I had a um, it was in Warner Robins, mm -hmm. 
and we did a um, shuttle service to the airport, to the Macon Airport, yeah. for the um, ASA pilots. So they would fly in, okay. they would spend the night, um, or we'd go get them, they'd spend the night at the hotel. And I was working behind the in the back office, mm -hmm. and I hear this pilot just chewing out one of my um, front desk clerks. Oh, no. Up and down, one of I said, sir, what's the problem? He goes, we've got to be at the airport in 15 minutes, and y'all don't have a shuttle, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, that's because the crew ahead of you was late also. Mm -hmm. We took them, and we're just coming down here. But you're not going to talk to my front desk clerks the way you're talking. No. He goes, I will pull the contract with y'all. I said, here, let me pick up the phone. I'll do it. What's the number we want to call to cancel this contract with Delta Airlines? Oh, no. And he was like, um, um, um. So sometimes you just got to pull you – call the bluff on yeah. the customer yes other times they have legitimate reason mm -hmm. and you just have to work with them yeah but um that that one I, I, sticks with me because it's a gentleman the captain of an airplane had no say in delta's contract no and you know <laughs> they think they're you know they're when they're in the plane mm -hmm. they're in charge but when they're on the yeah. ground nobody has the right to talk to people that way it, ever yeah, yeah completely agree so rumor has it you met your wife in the hospitality industry can you tell us how that happened? That is correct. Okay. <laughs> um, that was actually, I think I was a guest service manager. I may have been a okay. night auditor at, back in Natchez, at first hotel I ever worked in, Natchez, Mississippi. And um, I remember I was working the front desk. I remember the very first time I saw my wife, she worked up the front desk. She was applying for a job um, as an administrative assistant. Mm -hmm. And because uh, I remember she asked, for, um, she asked for my boss, and my boss was standing right next to me. And I was like, uh, and why do you need to talk to him? She says, well, I'm here for a job interview. I said, oh, well, go sit over there and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get him to um, come meet you. Yeah. And so she went back to her interview and got hired. And awesome. she became the administrative assistant, which was actually over the guest service manager. Okay. So I actually worked yeah. for my wife at that hotel for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where she got a job for J.C. Penney a couple of years later, got transferred to Georgia. Awesome. And then a, a week before we got married, I quit my job and moved mm -hmm. out to Georgia. And that's yeah. how I got to work for so, M3. That was 1990. So a long time. Congrats yeah. on that. Thanks. Um, so love at first sight, would you say? When I met my wife, it wasn't... Um, I think I knew her for two weeks, and I told everybody I knew that that was the woman I was going to marry. Oh, I love that. A little love story for all the listeners today. <laughs> but yes, it was love at first sight. There's awesome. No yeah. yeah. Veronica's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so what side of hospitality do you like working on better? Do you like working on this tech corporate side or the guest-facing side? That's a, It depends on... I love doing what I do now, mm -hmm. but I absolutely loved working on the guest service side. Yeah. This 86, as the assistant general manager, I, my office was at the front desk. I, not at the front desk, but in the lobby. Mm -hmm. Back then, in those days, the general managers, the AGMs, they are all in an office back in the middle of nowhere. You never saw them. Yeah. But I loved being out in the lobby, talking with the customers, mm -hmm. uh, interacting with them, you know, working with yes. them and things like that. So, I, I, and residence in took that. I mean, all residence in are general managers' offices open up to mm -hmm. the lobby, right? That's good, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I kind of think maybe I was a trendsetter back mm -hmm. then, but um, I loved working with guests. I'm a very social person, and um, when I first came to M3, I mean, it was all just a bunch of brainiacs, and they're all, you know, just typing stuff, and you, you didn't get a chance to interact with yes. them and things, so I really missed it. It took a, uh, several years. It wasn't until I started 
going out in the field mm -hmm. and traveling with Rick Frommer, our yes. first sales guy. Yeah. They really got a little bit more fun because then again, I got, got to go talk to customers. Mm -hmm. And still this day, I still have a hard time taking what I call my manager's hat off. I look at something and I'm going like, why are they doing that? And I got to remind myself, it's none of your business, Alan. That's not your business. <laughs> no, it's I, their business. I completely see the resemblance of what mm. you're saying in the hotel world and how you like mm. seeing guests because I've seen you walk around the office and just talk to people. So I think you're just a people person. Yeah, I do like that. I used to have a button on my phone when I was at the hotel. Mm -hmm. And if somebody called me in the hotel, it would flash a message back to them to say MBWA. MBWA. What, yeah. what is that? Management by walking around. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So just, I would, if nothing else, just get up, walk around, talk to your front desk clerk, mm -hmm. talk to your restaurant um, employees, talk to the housekeeping staff. Yes. Um, you know, and in the hotel industry, the general manager is responsible for the, everything that goes on to the hotel. Mm -hmm. So the cleanliness of the rooms yeah. and things like that. So I would go out typically inspect, you know, 10, 15 rooms a day myself just yeah. to see. And one of the things I used to do, I used to love, I would take like, like 25 $1 bills mm -hmm. and I would get a housekeeper and I'd go in the room and I'd give them all $25. Okay. And then for every deficiency I found, I would take a dollar out of their hand. Oh no, but I'm yeah. sure eventually there were no... There were no spots that you had to take away. There's always something, generally. Yes. Okay. But it, just, it, would, it was my way of teaching them, mm -hmm. you know. Like one of the things I would check was the light bulb on the lamp, make sure that there's no dust on it. Oh. You know, yeah. somebody reaches up, turns on the light. Back then, you know, there weren't lights, which is everywhere, but you had to, you had to turn the knob. Yeah. And dust fall off on your home, hand. Mm -hmm. Make sure they wiped off the phone. You know, cleanliness was, was real big. You know, look yeah. in the drawers, make sure nobody left any any clothes or behind the um, yes. bathroom door, make sure there wasn't a towel hanging mm -hmm. up or, no, that's or something like that. Right. As a guest, cleanliness is one yeah. of my first things. So before we get into debunking some hotel myths, mm -hmm. do you have any other stories you'd like to share with our listeners today? Oh goodness. I'm trying to think. Do you have any good M3 stories? What's your funniest M3 story? If you have one. I mean, I have some, <laughs> I, I don't know if they'd be funny. To other people, I remember when I first started working with M3, mm -hmm. um, there, there was like six of us. Yeah. And we had a problem where when people would print, it would just take down our servers mm -hmm. and nobody could log on. Yeah. And um, in, in the hotel, it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mm -hmm. 365 days a year. Yeah, it doesn't stop. And you, people are, are sleeping at your hotel, so now there's an issue you have to take care of. It. Mm -hmm. So we had this printer issue, and um, we're sitting there working at it. And five o'clock rolls around. I look up and all my programmers are getting up and walking out the door. And I was like, well, where are y'all going? They said, well, it's mm -hmm. five o'clock. I said, and? <laughs> and they said, well, we go. I said, there's no five o'clock guide rule that says you get to go home at five o'clock. Mm -hmm. Our program is not working. Yes. I said, you get to stay until it's fixed. <laughs> They're like, yay. Yeah. We had a fix that night. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's yeah. amazing. So with all those crazy stories, do you have any other good ones for our listeners to know about? So um, I was at that hotel up in um, Swanee, mm -hmm. and my wife was having her second child, Kelsey, and she calls me up uh, it's the middle of the week and says, I'm, I'm going to labor and I'm heading to the hospital. So she's in Warner Robins, Georgia, which is about 30, 40 minutes from Macon, the hospital. I'm in mm -hmm. Swanee, Georgia, which is probably about two hours typically um, to where she's going yeah so i tell everybody at the hotel i said i'm leaving my wife's having a baby i'm on my way down there she leaves i leave um fastest drive of my life i meet her at the hospital as she's entering the hospital oh my so, goodness <laughs> so I'm, i made it i made it to uh making and probably right at about an hour 
the need uh, for speed. Yeah, the need for speed, <laughs> which is kind of crazy because this was 95, 96. Mm-hmm. Back then, and everybody knows traffic in Atlanta. But um, if you could hit the road in Atlanta by 3 o'clock, there was no traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was um, right about that time. If And it was crazy in Atlanta. If you left at 4.30, you were just stuck. But if you left yeah. before about 3.15, because mm-hmm. that's usually on Friday when I would leave about 3.15, yeah. you could get on down through the middle of Atlanta with no traffic. So I hit the timing right. I was down there, but it was just, um, I remember when I showed up at the hospital, she kind of looked at me and she goes, how did you make it here? You get dad of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Husband of the yeah. year. All now she the does tease me now. She goes, we did wait a little bit before we left. We didn't leave <laughs> as soon as we hung up the phone. Oh, But I just the fact that. that I met her in the parking lot. Yes. As they're going into the hospital. That's amazing. I'm crazy. glad you made it. Yeah, me did too. Did you make it to all four? Huh? I was at all four of my children's births. 100%. There you go. Awesome. But they were all hotel related. Megan, I was working at the Holiday Inn in Thomasville uh, when Megan was born. Mm -hmm. I was working at the Holiday Inn in Swanee when Kelsey was born. I believe I was working at the Holiday Inn in Warner Robins when Hannah was born. Mm -hmm. But no, I was working for M3 when Claire was born. So the transition had happened. Yeah, she was born in the uh, Gainesville. Well, I'm sure you were a busy guy raising four girls, and that's Mm -hmm. an amazing story. Any other ones? Um, You know, one of my first stories, and this was at the Thomasville Mm -hmm. Hotel. We used to do this big elaborate buffet on Sunday. Yes. We'd do a carved roast, and I was the restaurant manager or the food and beverage Mm -hmm. manager, so I would always be at the end carving a roast. And I remember um, the day before, that was on a Sunday on Friday, and I must have been the general manager or the assistant general manager. Uh, my executive housekeeper comes up to me. She goes, Mr. Reed, I just want to let you know I was going to this room, checking mm-hmm. on it. Remember I said I'd inspect yeah. hotel rooms, you know, mm-hmm. 15. Well, she was inspecting rooms. <clears throat> Excuse me. She goes, I went in this room. There's a guy sitting at the desk talking. And um, I, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't. I knocked on the door, but, you know, I didn't realize yeah. there was anybody in there. She goes, so if you get a complaint, that's what that was about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. I just kind of marked that up in the back of my head. That was on Friday. Sunday, I'm sitting there carving the roast beef, mm-hmm. and um, I attend the table, and Susie comes up to me, and uh, she goes, Mr. Reed, I need to talk to you. And um, so I got my sister, I said, can you carve the meat while I go talk mm-hmm. to Susie? Susie goes, um, says, Mr. Reed, you know that guy I told you about on Friday that, you know, I went in his room? Yeah. She goes, well, I went in there today, he's still sitting at the desk. Oh, no. And I was like, I looked at the front desk and said, y'all do me a favor, call 911, just ask him to yeah. come on out here. So I said, give me the uh, E, the key. She mm-hmm. um, That was a mechanical key. So I said, give me the key. Let's walk back there. Mm-hmm. So I go back to the room, and I knock on it. Nobody answers. Open the door, and there's a guy sitting at the desk. I mean, he's got his head on his uh, on his hand, you know, yeah. just sitting there. And I said, sir, are you okay? Sir, are you okay? And I didn't hear anything. And I walk around. And when I walk around the other side, I could tell you it had passed away. Wow. And um, I looked at Susie, and I said, Susie, I said, this gentleman has passed away. He's mm-hmm. not here. And she goes, oh. <gasps> Oh my goodness! She goes. I've been talking to a dead man. What a yeah. <laughs> and she goes back then. It was the old U-shaped Holiday Inns, and this was like mm-hmm. a, a square where the uh, pool was in the middle of that. Okay, yeah. You know, it's in all the rooms surrounded it. She goes running out in the uh, courtyard, going, "I've been talking to a dead man for two days. For two days, I've been talking. I had to go in there. I almost had to tackle her." Oh, uh, I'm sure Susie, she was. Stop, yeah, stop. out of her mind. So, after realizing but that was that. the uh, that was the first time I'd ever gone to found a person that had passed away at a hotel but in my career that's probably happened to me at least three times wow I mean, I don't, that's another thing people don't realize is in the hotels 
quite often people. Um, usually it's, it's older gentlemen. This was, in this case, this is a person that was a pharmacist that mm -hmm. just passed away. He left yeah. a note, a wallet, and like $20. And so this is for whoever has to clean up, you know, afterwards wow. and things like that. Yeah. You know, but you deal with that. You deal life with, goes you deal on, with, yeah. Life goes on. You deal with the happy side mm -hmm. and you deal with the um, sad side. And that's one thing as a, as a front desk clerk, you kind of have to keep an eye out for yeah. uh, um, things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, I, I've, that's happened to me multiple times. Wow, that is, you've definitely seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of myths mm -hmm. uh, hotel visitors come across. And one of them, a lot of people wonder if hotel employees can stay at the hotel for free. Now, I know you did as mm -hmm. a GM, but did any of the other employees get that perk? Depends on which hotel you're at. <laughs> the uh, short answer is no. Okay. But you remember the hotel I told you I left December 15th at 315? 315, I do. A lot of those hotel employees stayed mm -hmm. at the hotel. That was memo number three for okay. me. Yeah. Memo number one was when I first got there, it was about 11 o'clock at night. Remember mm -hmm. I said, can you be there by five o'clock? Yes. I didn't get there till about 11 o'clock. I walk in the front door and uh, the night auditor is behind the desk on a bar stool with a TV propped up on the desk, smoking a cigarette. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I go, I go to, I said, yeah, I need to check in. They, she goes, who are you? I said, I'm Alan Reed. I'm the new general manager. She goes, oh, didn't even bat an eye. And I said, um, I need to get rid of that bar stool, turn the TV off. We don't smoke behind the front desk. And I need you to button up your ascot. I love it. So rule number one, mm -hmm. memo number one from Alan was no smoking behind the front desk on a yes. bar stool. Yes. Or probably what, in what? the hotel at all. I yes. don't, yeah. Um, but anyway, so memo number three, I was, um, looking at something and the guest led or something. I noticed I saw several employees on it. And, um, and they said, I said, what is that? And they said, well, you know, the employees get a employee discount and, and get to stay at the hotel. So none of our employees <laughs> stay at a hotel at, at a hotel we own. Yes. So I actually had to write a memo. Ended up with 23 memos. I think at that were hotel. they like, was the hotel booked and they were taking rooms or was it a slow night when they were taking the rooms? How did that pan out? It was, um, both but okay. the hotel was yeah was booked a lot back then that was um the um holiday inn and swanee was the mm -hmm. first sports bar in all of gwinnett county was, oh wow yeah, it was the okay. first first bar to be able to sell liquor in yeah gwinnett county so that's it was, crazy it was very busy yeah okay but no employee hotel employees if you typically if you're spending the night at a hotel it's mm -hmm. not a great thing because it means you're working like a double yes. or a triple shift and you need to not go fun. to sleep <laughs> Wake up and work another shift. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for debunking that one for mm -hmm. us. Um, and then also, can any hotel staff enter any of the rooms? Do they have access to do that? They do not. Hotels keep a very detailed um, key log. Mm -hmm. Who has a key, when they have it, Okay. Um, when they enter a room, um, and when they return the key. Yeah. Um, I will say that. First hotel I was at, the Best Western, mm -hmm. um, and that was in like 86, yes. 85. Um, we had mechanical keys back then, you know, where okay. you stick the key in the door and turn it. You know, gotcha. Kids nowadays don't even re remember those. <laughs> but, you know, every hotel had a key-making machine mm -hmm. because, you know, guests would leave with the keys. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm sitting there. I checked in a guest, and the guest came and says, I, I went to the wrong room. I said, well, how do you know? And he said, well, there was somebody in the room. I said, well, how'd you get in? He goes, I put my key in there and turned it. Yeah. I said, let me see that key. 
So back then, you look at the key, and it would have a big hump at the end, mm-hmm. which means that was an E key. Okay. That key will unlock the door even if it's dead bolted. Oh, no. And so I just kind of looked at the guy. I said, oh, let me see that key. Let me see I can get you another room. Mm-hmm. And I called up my maintenance guy. Yeah. And I said, hey, look at this key. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, we ran out of keys. <laughs> You're supposed to keep a master key. That's the, the mm-hmm. original key to the lock. Yeah. And you never give that key out because you got to make copies. He goes, mm-hmm. well, we ran out of masters. I didn't know what to do, so I just started making e-keys. Oh, that is not safe. No, that is not safe. That gives that, me a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I had to stop. I had to have the entire hotel re-keyed for like, and this is like an 86. This is like $3,000 back then. So was that memo one at, the, uh-huh. at that hotel? That wasn't really a memo. That was more like a disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. But gosh. typically, no, they you don't. Um, yeah. And that key, the e-key, now it's a, you know, it's just like an electronic key. Mm-hmm. Typically what a hotel does is uh, they have a, a red box mm-hmm. with a glass on it. Yeah. And you have to break that glass to get that key. That's good. Because it's a called good an emergency <laughs> key. That's the only reason you use that key. Yeah. Um, but, and, and nowadays with technology, once a guest checks out, their key card is not any good. And we also put time limits on the housekeeping keys. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen lately where... They um, have these electronic boxes, and it's tied into the employee schedule and stuff, and they can go out and get their key that's assigned to them. Oh, okay. So the technology has really picked up on, on that's that That's good. That's very good. So also, you know the latches that are on the back of the door? Mm-hmm. Is it possible for people to get in using those? Other yeah. than kicking down the door itself. Yeah, I mean, you can kick it down the door. Yeah. <clears throat> the, um, have you ever... It, it is, but it takes a, a really good set of tools. Okay. But that's whenever I go to a hotel, the first thing I do is I, I throw the deadbolt and I throw that last. Because for the most part, um, but it depends. If a hotel has like the t- two little prongs mm-hmm. that hold it yeah. or a chain, a hotel will have a set of bolt cutters. Gotcha. So if something happens to a guest, you still need to be able to get into that room. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, so if a guest was stuck in a room, we'd have the bolt cutters. We would use the E key to open up the deadbolt. Mm-hmm. Then we use the bolt cutters to cut the um, security latch. Okay. And you can do that in under five seconds. Okay. That makes sense. And I've actually had to do that before for somebody that was uh, trying to uh, commit suicide by overdosing. You've seen it all. Yeah. You've seen it all in the hotel world. So since you've seen it all, mm-hmm. what do you wish guests knew? Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're all just normal people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we aren't holding any secrets. Yeah. We, you know, we want you to enjoy yourself, to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we don't have, um, we all live normal lives. You know, yeah. we're all normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you come in at two o'clock in the morning, 1230 at night, and you're tired. Yeah. You know, probably the person <laughs> on the side of the counter is tired too. Yes. Um, so, you know, just treat everybody with respect. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our own life journeys. And we're all in a different spot on them. Mm-hmm. But if we can just all, you know, respect each other and be nice to each other, just makes everything go a lot smoother. The golden rule. Treat yes. others how you want to be treated. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, with that, do you have anything else you'd like to add for our listeners to know today? Um, it's it's uh, The hospitality industry is a highly addictive industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you get into it, uh, you, you may move from one hotel to tell to another but mm-hmm. you're always going to meet somebody that you've known before yeah so one, one of the golden rules in hospitality to me 
is never burn any bridges. Absolutely. It may be 10, 12 years down the road, but you're going to meet somebody you've worked with. Yes. Um, so, you know, hospitality, I love it. It's a niche um, mm-hmm. community. We all know each other. We all appreciate each other. We all just want to serve mm-hmm. each other. If you ever meet a hotelier, you know it right off the bat because yeah. they're very accommodating, very yes. hospitable, um, and, and they, they just want to, to please people. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all these crazy, fantastic stories. And we can't wait to have you back here soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of M3 Minutes. If you like this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe.